Hey, Jared, before you continue, you're getting super crackly. Yeah. I Yeah, I hear that. I hear the crackling, too. Jerry. There's, there's, there's something weird crackling all over. There's something that keeps popping. I only hear it when you're talking. That's stupid, because I hear it when everybody else... Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute. This is the podcast where we throw the drivers of the boats of our lives into an adjacent seat <laughs> one minute at a time. And I wonder who the boat drivers are in Jerry's life sometimes. <laughs> I'm Pete Mummy. <laughs> I'm not sure there are any boat drivers in Jerry's life. I'm Tom Taylor. <laughs> I can tell you I'm in the passenger seat. That's official. I'm Joe Christopher Truant Porter. <laughs> and today, two podcast guests enter. Two podcast guests leave because we're kind of nice here. Oh. But we're happy to welcome Rick and Julia from the Mad Max Minute podcast. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hey, hey fellas. Uh, what's a boat? <laughs> oh. See, back in Tomorrow Morrowland when Rick there was water. It's kind of a car without yeah. wheels. Oh, okay. It's like a gyrocopter for the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I've, I'm not used to seeing this much water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was comforted by the explosion, though. Oh, sure. Good. That's familiar. Good. Yeah. Make you feel at home. That's that's why we had you on. <laughs> and for those of you at home, we're talking about minute 39. Minute 39 begins with Elsa going between them, and it ends with Kazim <laughs> preparing to ram Elsa in Indy's boat or water car. Yeah. Minute uh, 38 basically ended with their... Their little uh, don't go between them, and you you said uh, no, you know she said you go between them. Mm -hmm. You're are you crazy? And then she immediately goes between them. Like she thought he was nuts for saying to go between them. And this minute begins with her going between them. And like I mean, she just yeah. thinking, oh, Doctor Jones, he knows what he's doing. Doesn't make any sense to me, but I'll trust him. You know, I'm just wondering why she actually goes between them because it would make a lot of sense not to. Was it just how angrily he yelled it at her? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's like a spite yeah. thing. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. kill us go both. Between them, yeah. dummy. Yeah, I'll show you. So I, Harrison Ford always gets what he wants because he's really good at yelling at people. Yeah. And he's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. I he didn't point in this instance because he was busy punching, though. That's true. Yeah. It just goes to show the amount of social lev or the social leverage you can get with people if you show a little bit of quick thinking inside of a burning catacomb. It's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, she'll follow him anywhere now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm really disappointed in Elsa. She is a strong, independent woman who has proven that she can forge her own path and do her own thing. Mm -hmm. And she's going in between the boats just because... <laughs> Han Solo told her to. <laughs> right. I'm I'm disappointed. You know what? I, I I'm starting to think she has she's a one trick pony, and it's just fourth fifth century pagan symbol. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Like I think she that that's her card, and that's it. Well, I like Tom's theory, like that she's just doing it despite Indy. Like she's like, you want to go between them? All right. She is very tough. I mean, like we just saw her get shot at, and she barely blinked. Like we actually think that she did get shot in the back. 
and that she just yeah. shrugged it off. Uh, <laughs> wow. And, you know, and she, you know, like back at the library, she immediately like dove into the floor, even though it was all gross and was going to mess up her suit and everything. Like she's, she's, she can go toe to toe with Indy. So, yeah, I kind of like the idea that she's saying, all right, you jerk, I'm going to go between them. We'll probably get killed. See how you like it. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe this is one of those like, you want to go between them? Fine. <laughs> right. Let's go between them together. Yeah. I've got nothing better. To I do. lost my blue jacket. <laughs> So the, what she's going between, these are two kind of interesting ships, and you can tell they're actually filming this in the UK. Um, the one on the left, the big one, is the John W. McKay, and it was built in 1922 to lay transatlantic cable. So wow. it's just a giant, yeah, and it was put into a dry dock and scrapped right after they made the movie. But then the one on the right, is the, it's named the Tiber in the movie, but it's actually the HMS Chrysanthemum. And it was a Royal Navy sloop built in 1917, and it was used mainly for uh, towing targets. But the, it, in a nice tie-in to Raiders, it was um, based in Malta for several years. <laughs> during the I was going to say, I hope it wasn't like a originally a battleship or like a, one of the, the U.S. <laughs> yeah. It was a chrysanthemum? Yeah, the mm-hmm. HMS chrysanthemum. You know, <laughs> who's going to fire on a chrysanthemum? Yeah. Yeah, and it strikes fear. Right, it, it, it shoots out like beautiful <laughs> floral scents. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. yeah. Well, they gave it the big long name like Chrysanthemum to prevent enemy targets from shooting at it. Because what commander is going to be able to, yeah. in the heat of the moment, stand on the bridge and say, fire on the Chrysanthemum? <laughs> right. He's going to stumble over He's his words. Yeah, that's true. Or send like a Morse code message about the chrysanthemum. <laughs> we found the. Yeah. Cr- oh my God! Is it a C and an H and a? Oh my God! Well, see, I- I'm glad uh, you picked this up, Pete, because I can tell if the the boat was the the Mackey or the it's the John Mac Mackey or the Wackey. Totally Wackey, but I, he was a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a b- bad name to grow up with, but he was a John John Mackey was. Damn it! How do you pronounce it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is it Mackey? How'd you say it? Because whatever it is, it's probably I right. I said Mackey, so I don't know. Why isn't it? It's Mackey. Well, okay, it's so McKay, I'm fine. Yeah, John yeah, Mackey. Oh, Mackey. Mackey. Yeah. See, what are you doing? Pete? So you got me off on the wrong. <laughs> yeah, Mackey. He was an Irish American industrialist. <laughs> he was. He was actually one of the Bonanza Kings. Oh really? What does that mean? Yeah, he's one of the. Uh, he's the guy from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was Joe. Yeah. Big wasn't there? Little Joe. <laughs> Who was there? Was Hoss? Uh, Big Ed. Uh, Michael Landon. And that's it. <laughs> no, he was he was somehow involved in uh, the Comstock load and and California Gold Rush. Um, and he made a whole bunch of money. So uh, I guess that's, uh, I don't know, I guess he bought a big boat. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least yeah. had one yeah. named after him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, the music here is very non-indie. Did you notice this? When they actually are going between the boats, it's very kind of stabby a little bit. And I listened to it several times. I know. It's, uh, it's a proto version almost of Duel of the Fates. Really? Which I think, oh, weird. As, as all good-minded people will admit, Tom, is a, is a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. I don't like it. Duel of Fates. I big know. bad idiot, big bad idiot. <laughs> you mix Duel of Fates with a little Anton Karras on the zither, and that's what you get. That's what you get. I, I just had it as splitting Freighter's mischief. <laughs> well, the yeah. secret to Duel of the Fates is you've got to watch the video that they posted on YouTube where they had the lyrics to Duel of the Fates. Oh, that's really? where it gets really entertaining. Wow. Wow. <laughs> It's all nonsense, but it's great. Yeah. 
Well, isn't most of YouTube nonsense? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd right. say so. <laughs> it's nonsense and Star Wars nonsense. Those are the two kinds of yeah, and cat nonsense. Yeah, and cat nonsense. Yeah. The cat, the cat stuff is serious. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's called. I need to, uh, you know, forget my day. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I can either drink, than take drugs, yeah, <laughs> or watch the cat videos. And it's always there. <laughs> Why does the tugboat run into the Tiber boat? I mean, isn't there supposed to be a tugminder? Or so, I mean, somebody to prevent mishaps, or or is that is I mean, is that the way that these freighters parallel park? That's a great question. It is, yeah. Like, why is it intentionally shoving it over to this other? Yeah. Boat? But, but the way they show it in the movie, it's like, oh no, the tugboat ran into the Tiber. Oh, I don't know. I think it looks like it looks intentional, but I don't know yeah, why it would be like pushing. The boat's just going about its job. The Tiber directly, unless these are both going to be scrapped immediately. Maybe. Maybe there's something about parking boats that we just don't understand. Well, I mean, like I said at the top of the thing, I'm not I'm not familiar with boats. But Julia, <laughs> yeah, you no. grew up near like a, a port type area, so you've seen tugboats before. Well, yeah, but I've never seen a tugboat push another boat but I'd like, into a boat. But this is how you maneuver <laughs> ships in a harbor situation because they don't have the maneuverability. They're just too big. Right, yeah. So. The tugboat is supposed to be pushing... The first yeah. boat. Yeah, they they do more than tug. The they also pull, push, and pull. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a shove boat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The only so. thing I can think of is that yeah, they're both up for scrap, so they're just trying to condense mm. and save space because space in a port is precious. So mm. that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, why they would be pushing two big boats together? When you get down like to that. it, tugboats are just the valets of the harbor world. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's a tugboat or a shove boat. It's what we have here. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think a tugboat person would take umbrage with that statement. That, yeah. I've seen enough tugboats to know like how hard they work. Oh, and yeah. And they yeah. are the powerhouse of boats. Yeah. Do you think the uh, the longshoremen, they, they get out and when they want to talk smack to each other, they tell each tell another guy to like shove it and then he'll be like that's what i'm gonna do yeah because i'm a tug <laughs> <That's him>. <laughs> <laughs> but better than saying tug it <laughs> i mean that's either true. either way On yeah either way sailor. that would be the yeah <laughs> that would be that would i mean that's what's nice you got a little you got a little <laughs> a little, little port <laughs> repartee hey does anybody get a uh strong uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, asteroid chase vibe when these boats are getting uh, the bad guy boat is getting smushed by the big boats that let you, know, let you know, the, the Millennium Falcons flying through the things and those two TIE fighters hit each other because it's too narrow in there and they bounce off the walls and blow up yeah that's kind of how I and even in this in this shot like as those guys are about to blow up there's like a distinct like TIE fighter-y sound which I, I guess yeah. is like the boat it's, scraping yeah. or something yeah it's like a and metallic like pew. yeah but even yeah, after yeah, the yeah. screeching there's kind of yeah like a like a whoosh or something like that very yeah. star wars-esque yeah and then after it happens you know the blackened hulk of the runabout that comes flying out it looks yeah. a lot like the shot in return of the jedi like when one of the the skiffs or part of the sail barge comes flying oh. towards the screen like it reminded yeah. me of that that's funny you know what i love about that shot that shot's real. They actually blew up a boat and, and shot it at the camera between two big boats on the water. The best explosions are done for real. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was I, like, I watched the scene. I'm like, gosh, that looks great. How they do that? Is that miniatures? It doesn't look all fakey blue screeny. And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh my god, they just, they just did it. <laughs> That's amazing. Good for them. It, yeah. It's actually second thirty two. And uh, if you guys were to look, um, we have okay. seen this before. We have uh, an off the cliff gobbler. Oh, you're right. If yeah. you cover, yeah. If you cover your yeah. eyes, it's not so bad. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Are these is, is are these guys sold not souls not prepared? No, I don't think they oh, are. I don't prepared. know. I think they are actually. No. Why wouldn't they be? because eh, they cover their eyes. Well, they still don't want to see themselves get hurt. I don't know. <laughs> it's an actual human response. I would see, think. I don't know. see themselves get hurt. Yes, they don't want to see their knees get busted like yeah. in the last instant before. Yeah. They go. Well, I'm, see, I was I was thinking about this. Imagine the obituary for the driver. Last Tuesday, Harvey, while protecting <laughs> eternal life, entered into <laughs> eternal life. <laughs> Although unexpected, his pain was lessened because he covered his eyes. <laughs> well, I think you can be spiritually prepared for death and still not openly greet an explosive crush between two ships type <laughs> yeah. of death. Yeah. I think that I think I people aren't necessarily afraid to die. They're afraid of not dying fast enough. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm prepared to go to the other side, but it's going to hurt for like, I don't know, a second. It's going to kill. It's one thing to literally. get diced up in a giant prop propeller. It's another thing yeah. to be slowly crushed between yeah. two ships. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, the other thing I was wondering is, did, is it possible these guys have all had a drink from the Holy Grail at some point? Hmm. And so they know that they're going to live through it. They're just going to be in a lot of pain for a long time. <laughs> oh, One thing's for sure, they're going to be a lot thinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have like a, little, a little tiny flask or like a shot glass full of grail. Grail water. Like instead of a cyanide <laughs> suicide pill. It's from yeah, the yeah, it's like yeah, it's like an anti-suicide or anti-homicide. <laughs> so they just maybe that's what they're doing. They're just throwing it back real quick right before the boat <laughs> explodes. That's a terrible idea. Well, are are they trying to kill Indy and Elsa? Everybody's shooting at them. And yeah, everything. I would say yeah, it yes. Seems like they yeah. are. Yeah. And they also try. Yeah, they set fire to that entire catacombs trying to get them. That's true. Yeah. So yes, they are trying to kill them. It's very, it's very, very confusing. I mean, because they're bad men. Are they? Well, they got I mean, a job I mean, so, to do. Somebody. Well, that's what I'm saying. Correct. You know, is this a correct statement? These guys are bad mm. men. Or, or, I mean, is this like if you're trying to kill Indiana Jones, is it a foregone conclusion that you're a bad man, bad person? I wouldn't say that your action of trying to kill Indiana Jones immediately puts you on the side of evil. I think there's just mm -hmm. a misunderstanding happening here. You know, they yeah. see Indiana Jones walking around with Dr. Snyder, and maybe the Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword, maybe their fezes are on too tight, maybe they know that Snyder has allegiances <laughs> that are not necessarily noble. And so they might think, well, yeah, if right. she's allied with the people she's allied with, and Dr. Jones shows up out of nowhere, put two and two together, go stop these yeah. bad people. Hmm. I mean, their whole thing is to is to protect the, the Grail and... and, and uh... It's it's secret. Like they don't want anybody to be on the trail. I keep saying the trail of the Grail. And I, <laughs> it sounds like I made it up for the first time. Um, 
Yes, I mean, I, yeah, it does seem weird, like, oh, the, they're protecting the, the cup of Christ, that's a very noble thing. Oh, wait a minute, would Jesus be down with this? <laughs> How would Jesus protect yeah. the Grail? Would he be shooting at people and trying to blow them up in boats? And I don't know. I feel like he would approve of bashing Brody across the back of the head with the butt of a gun. Probably wouldn't approve exactly. of the whole shooting across the harbor thing. No. <laughs> right. I think hitting Brody is probably the worst part. <laughs> yeah. Blow up Indiana Jones. He asked for it. Well, but, they, you know. they may know that Indiana Jones is just out to loot the Grail anyway, so they may they may not be wrong yeah. in their quest. Well, it's kind of strange. I mean, they know Indiana Jones. Once again, is he famous? Or are they just like, oh, some guy shows up uh, with, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're trailing Elsa because she's putting her nose in the wrong place here. And, oh, this other guy showed up. Mm-hmm. Or are they like, no, uh, we, we've got a missive that Dr. Jones, the you know eminent Dr. <laughs> Jones, yeah. is on his way. So we're going to have to kill him? Well, what do they know about this other guy is they've seen him destroy a beautiful ancient marble floor. They've seen bones <laughs> yeah. that have been like ripped apart and lit on fire. He befuddled a librarian. A befuddled librarian. <laughs> and they probably hear the sounds yeah. of him defiling the, the knight's casket. So they're probably thinking, oh, yeah. they probably realize, you know, this guy's not really doing a lot of good <laughs> stuff here. Well, Pete, I thought, I mean, you always contend that just because you're trying to kill Indiana Jones, that has nothing to do with you being a bad person. That you, <laughs> Right. So I'm saying that yeah. I, I think they're good guys. Yeah. You, well, you think they're all good guys. Yeah. <laughs> all the bad guys are good guys. <laughs> <laughs> not the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, though. I'm just not, not to skip ahead, but I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, I think there's no, like, introduction between Indiana Jones and uh, Kasim later on. Is that it? Kasim? Kasim, yeah. yeah. Kasim. Kasim. Wacky. Wacky. Indy just says, like, I'm looking for my father. He's like, oh, I know where your father's being held. Like, he knows that Indy is the son of Henry Jones. It seems like so. Like he do, he. It's not just like some random dude following Elsa Snyder. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's uh, he might know, like maybe he doesn't. Oh, the Indiana Jones. He might just know, like, oh, this is the guy who's connected to the guy. Yeah. who was investigating the Grail for mm. the Nazis or something. Yeah. Well, all these guys always know Indiana Jones, but he doesn't seem to know any of them. <laughs> like if you're talking about Chatter Law or yeah, I mean yeah. Kazim yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, when, when Kazim starts shooting the machine gun and Indy shoves Elsa's head down, all I could uh, think of yeah. was short round. No time for love, hey, Dr. Dr. Jones, Jones. No time for love. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same exact thought. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. And disgusting. <laughs> Go between them. Are you crazy? Go between. Yeah, he gets really mad at her. Yeah, she holds on to that uh, that 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 German accent really well when she's yelling. At oh him. yeah, she does. She's like like she's. You said go between them. Yeah. <laughs> Which can't be hard if you're faking an accent. I would think that'd be hard. Yeah. Is Elsa a bookworm or a field worm? Because I mean, she doesn't know how to uh, duck when being shot at. She doesn't bother. Maybe that means that she's like the ultimate field worm. Because she. Where do we get field worm? By the way, Jerry. you, you don't. You you don't even listen to our minutes. It's, uh, yeah, it's crawled out of the mine trolley. <laughs> no, a field worm was. It was. <laughs> no, it was when trolley. it was when they they originally go into uh, Indy's dad's house. He's like yeah. he's not a big. He's not a bookworm. Right. He's a field worm. <laughs> he says there. He says he's a, he's, he says the opposite. He says he's a bookworm. Dad's a bookworm, not a fieldworm. But I would I would still posit that most yeah. fieldworms don't get shot at on a regular basis. 
I mean, if maybe That's if you're true. a looting worm, you get shot at on a regular basis. Eh. See, I assume in this world, like a, a field worm is a looting worm. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's ask our guests. I mean, you guys. I mean, we're. we're um, I, I feel dumb because I bring this up every single minute, <laughs> or every single minute that Elsa's on the screen. What is your guys' take on Elsa as a character, and where does she rank for you guys amongst the 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 women of Indiana Jones? So you're asking us our opinion on Allison Duty? Sure. You just wanted to say duty. I just wanted to say it. Duty. I've said it once. <laughs> I'm satisfied now. Um, I was. That's the only re- reason for my question. I just wanted to hear you say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about Doctor Schneider is that yeah, she's allied herself with some really shady characters. I mean, it, it doesn't get much worse than being a Nazi stooge. But at the same right. time, it's not like she's walking around wearing a swastika. You know, we're not mm-hmm. having a producer's moment where take your hat, your coat, and your swastikas type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you get the sense that she actually is in it for the discovery of it all. But I mean, if yeah. if you go and look at the four movies, she's better than Kate Capshaw, but she's nowhere near as good as Marion. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I just, it seems like we talk about like, hey, she's so cool. She doesn't even duck when she gets shot at. You know, she jumps into the catacombs before even Indy does. And, and she's just, there's a lot of like cool stuff about her. Yeah, but Marion would have had her own gun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she would have clobbered somebody and taken their gun. Yeah. Julia, what did you think? I, I think she is in it for the discovery and for the research. But there's something in there in the way she looks when she's got the power of Germany and the Nazis behind her. Mm-hmm. She mm. she enjoys it. She enjoys yeah. having that much power and exercising it. Mm. So yeah. it, it's a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she does rank in between, oh, I'm rubbish with names, you know. The first ditzy blonde, and then the second not ditzy brunette. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's about what I'm starting to understand. That she just, yeah, she's uh, she's totally solid, but maybe it is because she's a a Nazi stooge, or I don't know. There's just something that doesn't make her quite stick out as much. But I still think she's cool. Minute by minute, she's really cool. She almost has like a quiet tragedy to her character, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause in the end, Elsa just doesn't let it go. Is that what happens? Yeah. You know, I, I yeah, haven't finished the oh, movie. For crying out loud! <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it for Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> that changes everything. Yeah, <laughs> she gets a golden ticket at the end. I couldn't hold it back anymore. <laughs> All right, we'll turn away and close that door. <laughs> Uh, Pete, you love that Kazim's driver is just daydreaming. Oh my god, that's yeah, <laughs> like staring at star at the starboard. Yeah, la, 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 so, Kazim la. throws him into the back seat the same way that Indy shoves Elsa aside, and then he just sits in the back seat, yeah. and, like relaxes and buttons his jacket. He's like, ah, oh, it's a nice <laughs> I day. Love it. It's a, he has no idea that they're on a chase. No, he's he's <laughs> enjoying the moment. Yeah. Hey, look, boats. <laughs> yeah. It's on a harbor tour. There's a seagull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what's kind of cool that I just noticed when he when uh, Kasim is shooting at them, like standing up on the boat and shooting at them. There's actually a lot of like squibs, like in the water and on the boat, and uh, you know Indy's boat, uh-huh. 
which they didn't have to do. Like you, you wouldn't like miss that necessarily uh, necessarily if it wasn't there. But it, it looks really cool. It's like kind of satisfying. Like oh my, he's shooting at him and there's bullets impacting with things. It's kind of hmm. kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. The machine gun that that he's used that Kazim is using is a uh, Henel Schmeisser MP28, which was originally made in Germany but it was outlawed by the Versailles Treaty. So they started making them in Belgium and Switzerland. So I think it's a, an appropriate gun for someone in like. Kazim would have bought. Oh, like nice. a, a neutral guy like Kazim would have bought the gun in Switzerland or Belgium. Oh, whatever yeah. protects the grail, right? Yeah. We, yeah. I don't, we you know, we we wondered about this whole thing. Like the, these guys are uh, introduced as bad guys, right? And they're destroying everything at every turn. And then we'll see, I guess next minute. <laughs> it's a lot of mayhem and <laughs> bedlam and death and carnage. I don't know. Kazim's a very interesting character. See what happens. Yeah. 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 He's got an amazing mustache. That's yeah, yeah, he really he does. does. Yeah. So, If he had survived this movie, sorry, Jer. If he had survived this movie, he would have uh, You would have found out in the next one. Wait, like, I thought, know, does Kazim die? And, you know, lockpicks It's just and so yeah. full and dark and thick and just <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. What if Tom Selleck had been Indiana Jones and you were those oh, dueling mustaches? Oh, would have been awesome. Excuse me. Okay, hey, wait. Speaking of Tom Selleck, well, not really Tom Selleck, but I have a really good uh, sleepover question. Rick and Julia, would mm-hmm. you rather see Harrison Ford as Mad Max or Mel Gibson as Indiana Jones? <laughs> oh. Huh. You have 20 minutes to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would rather see a Mad Max era Mel Gibson be Indiana Jones like a younger Mel Gibson although I do think that Mel Gibson has aged better than Harrison Ford so I think if they were to make an Indiana Jones movie today with the older men I think Mel Gibson has aged better now you're talking visually (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) what if you had to weigh their souls against the feather (laughs) I don't know they're both they both seem like crotchety old men. Yeah, but one's so. like a raving racist. Raving racist. Well, yes, the other one's just cranky. Yeah. yeah. Um, I gotta say, though, if you put that era Mel Gibson up with... I just couldn't imagine Harrison Ford in the Mad Max role. Yeah. Just because... I don't think I can either. Max is not meant to be charming and Harrison Ford is almost too naturally charming to be Max. Yeah. Max is a loner. He is a dude that doesn't want to be around people. Harrison Ford just has that natural charisma that when he steals a flower off the street and asks a beautiful <laughs> woman if he may be permitted to place a flower in her jacket, she obliges him because it's Harrison mm-hmm. Ford. I mean, right. Mel Gibson in his time was seen as a pretty boy. But since we're talking mm-hmm. about Max specifically, like Max is not that gentleman type. Max would have Donovan come up and be like, hey, I want you to find the grail. And Max would be like, no, and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Max would make a terrible yeah. Indiana Jones. And Indiana <laughs> Jones would make a terrible Max. It's, it's a hard answer yeah. to, to give. 
Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's actually interesting. Yeah. What if What if you had to choose Tom Selleck for one of the two roles? Ugh. I'd put Tom Selleck in Indiana Jones in a heartbeat. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, me too. See, I could see. Me- I mean, I-, I would take a Mel Gibson in an Indiana Jones movie. I mean, if I had to. Yeah, I think I would too. Because it li- because because Mad Max is he's dirty and he's scrappy and he's dusty and he eats dog food. Yeah. And like I could see that translating into the grave robber. You know, less so the Professor mm-hmm. Jones, but the the grave robber guy. You're like, yeah, he's at least he's dusty. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you put Mad Max into an Indiana Jones film, you'd have to set it up where. He is in a situation, and then he becomes trapped somehow, and he has to work his way out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, you'd have to start off the movie going back to Temple of Doom, for an example. You would have to start his movie on the plane where the pilots bail out, and then go from there. (laughs) You could never have that opening scene in the nightclub with the gangsters and whatnot, because, you know... Max wouldn't have that. He wouldn't even know Willie and Short Round. They would just be in the plane with them, and then all of a sudden he has to save them. He has to be their hero. Yeah, he's always the put-upon one that has to save everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wait a minute. What, Jer? Oh, hey. Oh, this just in from Professor Christy Porter. Um, coming over the wires. What scene is this minute reminiscent of in other Indiana Jones movies? Bonus point if your answer is from the Temple of Doom. Wow. Oh, is this the river rapids in the life raft? Oh, maybe. I haven't the faintest idea. <laughs> did, did she telegraph an, uh, an answer? Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Is the mind She card? doesn't know. Oh, she, <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> Telegraph her back about uh, Mel Gibson and Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, boop, boop. Okay. she did actually say, I just got it. She did actually say, closer. <laughs> closer? But that's not an Indiana Jones movie. So that's interesting. Oh, no, that's, I mean, what, yeah, I'm that's what you said. Yeah, that's why I brought it up, and I Me think and why she sister. brought it up. Yeah. Sitting in an yeah. asteroid field. <laughs> K-I-S-S-I-N-G already. Yep. <laughs> well, on that note, anybody have anything else for a minute 39? How fast do you think these boats are going? Just ballparking it. Because... Hmm. Do we have to give our answer in knots? Yes. Uh, I didn't calculate any of my stuff in knots. I, I ended okay. up doing some math because... I'm looking at these speedboats, and obviously they're trying to go as fast as they can, and we've got some very concrete markers that we can work from. For instance, Mm. we know that the John W. Bouquet is 361 feet 8 inches long, and it takes 17 seconds for Indian Elsa to run the entire length of that ship. Wow. So I crunched some numbers, and they are moving... Pretty much 21.25 feet per second, but but since feet per second is probably about as bizarre of a measurement you can do, it comes out to about <laughs> 14 and a half miles per hour or 23 and a third kilometers per hour for the international listeners. And it seems rather really? slow because you've got that one guy yeah. that gets punched off the boat and he goes into the wake and then he just disappeared. And I'm like, oh man, did he kill that guy? Yeah. And going 15 miles an hour, <laughs> no. 
No, he didn't. Yeah, no. But it looks. I mean, we, when that guy goes in the water, you you are. Oh, did you actually not just kill that guy? But did, did he kill that stunt man? Did that guy die? Oh my god! We've been trying to keep track of his kill count. Oh yeah. And I, when we were all watching this scene, I'm like, okay, is that an addition to the kill count? And my idea was no. And I'm glad that the math kind of backed that up. But even so, the math just makes it seem like they're moving a lot slower than it's a portrayed on film. Yeah, hmm. yeah. That's weird. You know. That's going to come up later. There's a famous scene where that's going to happen uh, later in the movie, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Teaser. Pretty good. Yeah. I like that, though. I didn't I didn't think about that with the boats. And then as, uh, as they were actually going between the ships and arguing back and forth about going around versus going between... It's a classic example of why when you give someone a direction, you never have the last thing you say be what you don't want to happen because then you're in a situation like you're sitting at the barber and you're like, okay, don't <laughs> shave my head bald. And then by the time they've got the clippers done with half your head, yeah. it's too late. Right. You know, the last thing they hear is shave me bald. And then yeah. it's like, <laughs> then you're the guy who just is bald and you have to grow a beard. Uh. <laughs> well... I've got one quick follow-up. Okay. Yeah. About the tugboat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I reached out to my dad, who is a Submariner, about Ooh. poking fun at the tugboat guys. Uh-huh. And he said they absolutely never poke fun at the tugboat guys because they're the ones that get the Submariners home. Oh. I would think so, yeah. I would think they'd be treated with uh, respect. Yes, for, absolutely. For, you know, being the guys who uh, keep things running and keep things safe yeah. and orderly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So shame on you all. <laughs> when you've been on a submarine for six months, the guy who gets you home is the best guy. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe he knows, like the tug operator knows these guys are messing up the harbor. So maybe he's trying to smash those boats. Like he's trying to smash them. And he, he heard the in between yeah. them. And he's like, okay. He's trying to keep order. Yeah. 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 Maybe that guy's one of the, he's in the, the Knights of the, cruciform as well yeah, maybe it's like a different maybe chapter. he's just we don't even know yeah <laughs> maybe that's, a, that's the day job <laughs> speaking of boats moving stuff around i'm i watched this boat explode and it seemed rather odd to me and i'm just wondering what you guys think those boats are carrying to make it explode like that oh wow they're carrying movie magic because i've got yeah. a theory yahweh rumpus <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm guessing that these speedboats that they picked up, while they may seem innocent and just sitting there on the side of the canal, pretty as you please, what's probably actually in those boats are big old loads of nitroglycerin. Whoa. And there is a nitroglycerin smuggling operation in Venice <laughs> that uses those boats. And they didn't realize it. So the wow. boat that Indy and Elsa are in, that's the empty boat because it gets chopped up, <laughs> shot at and stuff. Oh, but yeah. the boat that the three guys were in, that one was laden heavy with nitroglycerin. <laughs> so when it got crushed by the boats, whoo, big explosion. Wow. Well, that, that ties in with the beginning of the, the movie or the beginning of old Indy because that, on, the, uh, on the Portuguese ship with uh, Panama hat, they mm-hmm. were carrying explosives. Oh, yeah. So there's a whole like, Spanish Civil War. We we posited a whole Spanish Civil War thing going on. So maybe these were destined for the same place. Indy is single handedly causing the outcome of the Spanish Civil War that we got. <laughs> the whole other yeah. movie happening behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or at least an episode of uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts? 
No, no I'm, nope. I'm just glad you had us on. It was uh it was great to, yeah, to come this and was play awesome. in your yard. Oh totally. <laughs> and if people would like to come and play in your yard, um where can people find you guys? The best place to find us is over on our website, madmaxminute.com, where we have sat down and gone minute by minute through Mad Max from 1979, Mad Max the Road Warrior, and we are more or less in the throes of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So you can catch most recent episodes on the website there. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Twitter, at Mad Max Minute. We've got a Facebook page, Mad Max Minute and Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. We talk yeah, about it gas. Is. I love that like show. Great show and great movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. And at least two of us have been on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Professor Christy Porter. Oh, yeah. She had a blast. Yeah. Three of the four. Yeah. Yeah, she was a delight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's always a delight. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to hear more of Christy Porter and more of us, please check out our website, indianajonesminute.com, and you can find all of our back episodes, and you can find our trading cards and a link to our weekend episodes, and you can even look on the bio page and find out more about Rick and Julia. So check us out there, and then check us all out here again tomorrow for Minute 40 of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Boats? Did I do that last time? Yeah, yeah. come yeah, on. Stale. Sorry. <laughs> it's like it's like Raiders in this movie. You just keep going back to the same old comfort zone. <laughs> that, that was my that was my theme. Oh. That was nice. <laughs>